This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I'm joined by Alexa. So, Alexa, how are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. So, I know you just came from SoCal Veg Fest this past weekend. How was that? So much fun. So, I always go just as a guest, but Chansey and I got asked to be on the vegan panel, so or the vegan couples mm-hmm. panel. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, we just answered questions for about an hour. It was like a little interview with all the other couples and yeah, a lot of good food, but I'm definitely recovering this morning. Yeah. I was like, I need to <laughs> detox. Like I just had grapes this morning and I'm like yes. a green juice. Yes. <laughs> Probably going to have a salad later, but yeah, it was so much fun. That's awesome. And it's so awesome that you're able to share that with your boyfriend too. And that it's like something you guys can collaborate on to share with a lot of different people yeah it's so much fun doing it with him now that he's fully vegan but yeah (laughs) awesome well we're gonna hear a little bit more about the story that helped you get to where you are today so um where are you born and where are you from so i'm from san diego um i was born here born and raised i didn't really realize how lucky i was to be born in san diego and be raised here it's an incredible place to grow up in Um, I didn't really learn that until I went off to college. I went to Sacramento, and while it's still in California, it's nothing compared to San Diego. Yeah. So I really learned to appreciate it a little bit more. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I've lived in uh, Northern California for a brief period of time in downtown San Francisco, and it's different environment, different weather, like really, really fast Different people. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. But, um, Yeah. So I was just talking with someone about that this weekend. San Diego is such a beautiful city. You can really grow up is. here. You can, you know, raise a family if you want to, have a business, like vacation. It's just yeah. like such it's a relaxed <laughs> community. And there's really good quality food, too. There's such a range of totally. food and stuff. So that's awesome. Um, what nationality are you and how did that shape, like, your relationship with your family and just the overall culture in your life growing up? So I'm Mexican-American, and as you can probably imagine, I come from a very large family. I have, like, 30 first cousins and, like, 25 second cousins. So Christmases, holidays, they're, like, so chaotic. We have family parties, like, every weekend when I was growing up. And it was just so much fun. I was just uh, raised in, like, a very family-oriented space. Uh, My parents always taught my siblings and I to be very grateful for family, put family first, um, so with a lot of people in my family, I learned to accept everyone for who they are while we were all born into the same family and mm-hmm. culture. Everyone is so different. <laughs> so my mom always told us to just accept one another no matter what per- a person is like, what their personality is like, just accept people and love them for who they are. So that's really shaped me because I've just come across a lot of different personality types. Um, but yeah. That's awesome. Big family. <laughs> so would it be typically like the big cookouts on the weekends? Like, totally, yeah. yeah. Lots of um, Mexi- traditional Mexican food. I grew up around food all my life. Um, 
just traditional Mexican food. My parents um, cooked my entire life. Same with my aunts and uncles. Um, it was just a very common thing to all be in the kitchen helping mm-hmm. out. Um, and that's probably where my love for cooking came from. I was very inspired by my aunts and my mom cooking. And, yeah, it was just very uh, – it all revolved around the food that we were eating for family gatherings. And, of course, the memories and experiences. But I would say everyone got together for, like, a specific food. Like, today we're going to eat, like, paella or, like, whatever it was. There was, like, something that we'd gather around to eat, like, a specific type of Mexican cuisine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So, like, everybody had a place and a part in making the whole Totally. Yeah, everyone would bring something Mm -hmm. and – yeah, so that's what our family gatherings consisted of. Awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So what were some of the early hobbies that you had growing up? Were you involved in any type of sports or extracurricular activities that you were really able to pour energy into? Yeah, so I played soccer for like eight years of my life. Um, I played in high school as well. Um, I was always just very athletic. My parents were always like, choose a sport, choose a hobby and stick with it. Or you just have to be doing something. If you don't like it, find something else. (laughs) They really liked us to be involved and busy. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is something that I did. I just played soccer and I was always busy. I did field hockey in um, high school. Um, and then when I graduated from high school, I was like, what do I do now? Because <laughs> um, your whole life is consumed by it. every weekend. There's tournaments. There's practices. And then I graduated and I had nothing really to do. So then I had to find, you know, a hobby or something I was passionate about. And it took me a while, but I think I finally found it. And, of course, it's cooking and creating recipes and blogging. So it's very different from, you know, the active lifestyle. But um, once I became vegan, it's become like a whole lifestyle. I love being outdoors and still exercising, Mm -hmm. but just in different ways. Yeah. So how – do you feel like playing – do you feel like playing soccer, like, did it ever have an influence on your interest in fitness or, like, eating different kinds of food? Like, what – when did your kind of interest in veganism start, I guess? So my interest in veganism actually started because I felt a little bit lost with where I was going with basically not feeling like I was moving my body or, ha- like, caring about my body. Mm-hmm. So when I came back from college, I actually only did a year in Sacramento. So while I was in Sacramento, I was going to the gym just because I was so used to being active. I started going to the gym and I love to run. So I was running. But um, during my first year of college, I kind of struggled with anxiety and being really anxious. And I suffered from some anxiety attacks. So it led me to not eating. I didn't really eat very often. I never thought about food. It's not that I didn't want to eat. It's that I just didn't come to mind. I just wasn't happy. So I essentially was eating probably like 500, 400 calories a day. Um, And it was just junk food, of course. Like it was just whenever I was like, oh yeah, I need to eat. I'll eat something. So when I came back from Sacramento, I came back to San Diego and I found myself being happier. But I also realized that I didn't have control over my lifestyle. Like I didn't have a lifestyle. I didn't have a healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I was just kind of going through the motions. Um, So then I chose to, in the year of 2015, I chose to adopt a healthier lifestyle. And at the time that really just meant moving my body, going to the gym and eating right. And I didn't have an idea of what eating right was, but 
in that moment, I was like, okay, eating right is when you eat really clean and really small portions, and that's what it means to be healthy. So I overworked my body. I would go to the gym maybe twice a day sometimes, and I would just eat small portions. I had this, like, guideline of eating 1,200 calories or less a day, and to me, that was really normal. No one was telling me that that wasn't normal. My friends and family were like, oh, good on you. You know, you're being healthy. And I was just always taught that eating small portions was normal, and that's what healthy meant. And so it really affected my mind, and I it spiraled out of control. But before it got even worse, I found veganism. So I feel like I had the tendencies of eating disorder, like the, I would say, behaviors of an mm-hmm. eating disorder, but I never fell into it because right. I found veganism. Yeah. So I feel like it kind of saved me. From it, um, so when I found veganism, I I initially thought it like looked crazy. I was like, "What is this way of eating? Like, it's so strange." I didn't know any other vegans, right. um, but you know, on the social media and all that YouTube and Instagram, people were saying you can eat whatever you mm-hmm. want, and it's so freeing, and you can eat as much as you want until you're satisfied. So that really resonated with me at first. Yeah, I felt like I finally can feel free and not feel restricted. A lot of people feel like veganism is restrictive, but in that moment I felt like, no, this is like the most freeing thing. Like I'm used to eating like 600 to a thousand calories a day. Now I can eat however much I want. Mm -hmm. So of course that's not true. Now I know that, but in that moment I feel like it really did help me um, understand where food was coming from. And um, Yeah, so that's where it led me to. Totally. And I can totally relate to that because, like, growing up as a dancer, I danced so much. And um, when I graduated from high school also, like, I decided to take a break from dancing full time. And um, I just remember the same thing, like, going to the gym. And, like, eventually, like, I found yoga about Mm -hmm. when I was 19, so about, like, a year after I left high school. But It's just like you don't really know what to do. And I feel like there's a lot of those fears of like, oh, like after high school, you don't want to like put all this weight on or whatever. Because like some people get really like anxious about that. Like when you go to college, they always say like freshman, like 15 or whatever. And I think there's some of that. But also it's just like you want to continue to take care of yourself. And there's so much independence that we have when we go into you know, a college setting where, you know, we're not at home with our parents anymore. Sometimes we have a lot more like options to make our own decisions. And yeah, I can definitely relate to that. I went through a a sort of a similar phase, you know, where it was just like, you just wanted to do what was right. But like what seems to be advertised by, you know, mainstream media isn't actually what's best for our bodies. It kind of puts people in this cycle of, you know, eating foods that aren't really best for human physiology, but then keeping it really, really low. Like there's there's all these different ideologies about it, right? Like eating in moderation or eating large portions of plant food, which I think, you know, like a couple of years back it was definitely, and I know at least like eight years ago, it was really, really pushed in the vegan movement that it was just like, no, like as much as you want. Yeah, and like, totally. you know, just, and I think it came from a place of really good intentions, but I think we always have to be in tune with our bodies, you know, and I'm sure you've experienced this as well, that it's just like, we don't always have to eat until we feel like so stuffed. It's like okay to eat whatever portion we feel like is actually going to support us. So 
you know, I have to say, like, that's definitely changed my approach to veganism because I feel like once I heard about, you know, trying to eat, like, close to 3,000 calories a day every single day, it was, like, it was just, like, oh, my God, like, I'm, like, eating so much. I don't feel like I can, like, actually, you know, do anything or it would, you know, kind of – I don't know. It just became like I was thinking about food way too much and it didn't feel right. Right. And I think also on social media, I noticed I was following like a lot of food accounts Mm -hmm. and I was like looking at food all the time. I'm like, I don't really want to be doing this. Like, you know, because I would want to follow my friends and like support my friends. But I think I just learned to be supportive in a different way. And because I knew that I didn't want to spend like that much time on social media looking at, like, food pictures all the time. Right, right. Like, and I think it served its place, you know, because at that time I had reached a point where, um, you know, I didn't feel like I really needed the inspiration as much anymore. And that was, like, the point that I was at. But I think people that are really interested in learning more about the lifestyle is so beneficial to follow people that are vegan Instagrammers and are constantly posting food and recipes because it really does combat the amount of advertising that's out there that Mm -hmm. is promoting, you know, more, like, genetically modified foods or processed foods or things that are, like, on food advertisements. So I definitely feel like it has its place But it's okay to be conscious and for people to choose, like, what they're, you know, how much they want to eat, what they want to eat. And, you know, there's a full spectrum. And I think plant foods offer so much diversity to anybody who wants to consume them. But what has been sort of, I guess, your approach to veganism once you kind of discovered it and found your way with it? Like, how did it evolve for you? So... Before I actually dove into being completely vegan, like I said, I was really freaked out by the whole vegan thing. And my mom was like, well, no one's vegan. Like, what are you talking about? Like, how are you going to be vegan? And her number one thing that she said was, how are you going to socialize? Like, none of your friends are vegan. How are you going to go to, like, their houses? Like, what are they going to feed you? That was her main concern. And it did kind of get in my head. But once I really started researching. I'm like, there's no way I can ignore it. I feel like when all this information is given to you, you're like, I can't ignore it. Like, there's no way. It's like in your mind. Like, Mm -hmm. consciously, you're thinking about it. And especially for me, it was more of like the ethical side that I kept thinking about and it was replaying in my head. And so one night, I just called Chansey and I'm like, I'm going to be vegan. (laughs) And then he's just like, okay, babe. Like, I know you've pretty much been vegan for a few weeks now. And I'm like, yeah, but this is like officially like I'm I'm going to say I'm vegan now. And so he was really supportive. He himself was a little bit on edge and not fully on board himself, but he fully supported me, which I really appreciated. Um, So moving forward, I made my Instagram account and I just, well, actually it started with my personal account. I posted a picture of a smoothie bowl and I had no idea about the whole vegan food accounts at that point. I just posted it because I thought it looked really pretty and people were asking, my my friends were asking me to post more. So then I started posting more and then it evolved. I discovered all these vegan accounts. So essentially I promote veganism just through food. Mm -hmm. That is what I'm passionate about. I love creating recipes. I love food styling and I love taking photos. So that is how I promote it. People won't really see that I'm saying go vegan. All they say, all they see is try this recipe and it happens to be vegan. Mm -hmm. And I feel like most people are 
um, intrigued by that. They're interested in food because they see a pretty picture of food. They're like, hey, I want to try that. Right. Versus if I'm saying go vegan because X, Y, and Z, people feel very attacked. And I've learned that through with friends and family and especially Chansey. Um, All I would do is just feed him really good vegan food. And I think that's why he's vegan today. (laughs) Um, I didn't really – thank you. I didn't really go in and say you need to be vegan because of X, Y, and Z, because of the planet, because of animals. We watch documentaries together. Mm -hmm. Um, I let it sink in for like – I let it sink in um, and let him decide what he wants to do with that information, whether he wants to be vegan or not. Um, But the information was there and we would kind of talk about it, but I knew not to cross some lines. So I would just kind of do my thing. He would do his and I would give him vegan food all the time. And eventually he made the decision on his own. Um, But yeah, my approach is just feeding your body with foods that make you feel good and the rest is up to them. They can do the research on their own. I don't like, I'm not the personality to like throw like all this, you know, graphic information out there. What, although it's there, I feel like it's not my place to do it. Um, I don't feel comfortable doing that, but some people do. Um, and actually, Chansey were, and I were talking about it yesterday that there were some animal activists at VetchFest yesterday and Although it doesn't resonate with some people, I feel like the majority of people don't react well to PETA or to animal activists. There are some people that do react to it. Right. You know, there's that small percentage that may say, okay, like that hits home for me. Right. Um, so everyone has their place with how they spread their vegan mm-hmm. message, I think. Totally. And I can agree with that too. And I talked about this on like, I think an episode um, prior like when i did a little bit of a q and a but i i feel very similar to you in the sense that there's a way to promote eating plant based where it's just like this is how i live my life if you're interested like this is what i do and like share it with people in that way but also like i know for me that i totally like i have respect for the other people that like promote it me however too. they do Same. but i don't feel like i would it's just not my approach. But I think if people are really passionate about it and they want to post all that kind of stuff, like, it can be helpful. And right. I think, you know, like, documentaries like Earthlings and What the Health and, you know, all the other countless documentaries that are out there, especially, like, some good ones on Netflix, like, sometimes it just takes seeing that one documentary and you see it once and that's, like, all you need. Right. And, and that really resonates in your head and you, like, you don't look at a chicken or, like, a pig or um, things as food anymore. You know, you see them as, you know, other live beings that, like, have their own life and experience. And, yeah, they might not be humans, but that doesn't mean, like, they're less than a human, (laughs) you know, like they don't deserve to live any less. Hmm. And, um, you know, human health doesn't necessarily always improve when we consume animal products. So, you know that. Um, but I think just sharing that I know for me, like I love sharing, you know, my lifestyle with people and, you know, now as a choreographer, like my students see me all the time that, you know, they know how I eat and stuff and, um, I'll wear my vegan T-shirts every so often and stuff just because, like, you know, I like to. And they ask me questions. I'll bring them produce and they'll try it and test it out. And and that's how I like to share it with them, just showing them, like, you know, look at, like, I'm healthy. I'm, you know, still doing what I love to do in life and I feel good and, 
you know, this is what I'm eating. Just kind of like yeah. invite them into it, not like scare them away from eating other foods because they think, you know, in dance there's a lot of things that can arise in regards to like eating disorders and like body dysmorphia. So I feel like I never oh. want to push my lifestyle on them as being the end all be all, but just like invite them into it and see like, you know, if you feel good eating this way, like maybe just have a little bit more plant foods yeah, sometimes, totally. you know? So how do you feel like veganism has changed your life on a whole? Like how has it affected your relationships with, you know, your family members and um, just in general, like your overall well being, your outlook? Uh, that's like such a loaded question. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just been such a positive thing in my life. I feel so grateful to have found veganism, especially at a young age, because some people find it later. And I'm 22 now, but I found it when I was 20. So I just feel very, very grateful to have found a lifestyle that just really makes me happy as a whole. Like, it's just not it's not just about the diet, but it's about having a lifestyle that is more in tune with your body and your mind and your spirit. Um, with the relationship with my family, I mean, they're so supportive of it and little by little, they're eating more vegan foods. It's kind of the norm for them Mm -hmm. in the house. (laughs) Um, with my friends, they're so supportive when it's bachelor season, we watch the bachelor together, (laughs) all my girlfriends and I, and we make a big vegan feast. It's all, it's all vegan. They're not vegan themselves, but they're always like, Alexa, can we make a vegan feast? So every Monday we would make a vegan feast. And my social media is a lot of fun to share my life with everyone. Chansey and I share a lot of our lives on our my Instagram stories, and that's a lot of fun. Now it's kind of becoming my full job, mm-hmm. um, creating recipes. So it's a lot of fun. I didn't really anticipate for it to happen this way, and I never in a million years thought I would be vegan. I feel like a lot of people feel that way. Right, yeah. Um, but I'm very, very grateful, and it's just – just such a blessing in my life. All the friends that I've made through social media and yeah, it's amazing connecting with people on a different level. You know, you have your friends from childhood. Mm -hmm. I always say that I have my friends from childhood where they know me, they're like my sisters and it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And then you have your friends that you've met through social media Mm -hmm. where the conversations are different. You get to connect with people on a deeper level, Mm -hmm. um, agreeing on topics and really getting diving deep into all the serious topics of the Mm -hmm. world and all the ethical topics and everything like that. And I'm really grateful to have like a variety of people in my life and relationships um, and just have the support from my family. I know that my mom had said that she was concerned about what my friends would think or like what would happen if it would be harder for me. But honestly, I knew that I had the friends that I had for a reason and that they would support me and they totally do. So I'm very grateful for that. And my family, they're pretty supportive, like my extended family. I think it took them a little bit of time <laughs> to like really think that I was serious because, you know, you get the little comments here and there. But now they know that yeah. it's just my lifestyle and everyone respects it. So I really appreciate that. But, yeah, it's been a journey, but I, I absolutely love it. Yeah, I can totally relate to what you're saying about – because I found veganism and raw foods when I was 19. So, mm-hmm. like, kind of around yeah. the same age. And, you know, to have grown up, um, you know, and spend my 20s, like, with my health and stuff. And, like, I, I never chose to drink alcohol. That was just, like, a cho- choice for me. But to have, like, a community of friends that are, like, healthy and sober and, like, driven to, like – you know, share a health message is like just so 
amazing. And, you know, like we even met at, you know, Yavana's yeah. house or Ravana, <laughs> if you guys are familiar with her. Um, uh, just like a vegan July 4th <laughs> yeah, party. And we had everything, right? There was like beef brisket and like <laughs> sausages that were vegan mm-hmm. and just, what else? There was like, a barbecue and I was eating salad um, <laughs> but there was a whole bunch of different like vegan stuff that she made and it was just so fun for all of us to come together and enjoy yeah. like a beautiful meal and um, you know be with friends and it, it's not always all about the food but we all come from such different backgrounds growing totally. up and stuff and it's so nice I you know to be able to meet people in life and just be like wow like They've experienced so much and get to know them. It's like a really enjoyable process. So Yeah. We all yeah. have our different stories and backgrounds, but we all have the common interest of being vegan. Totally. So it's interesting. It's like always the question like, how'd you go vegan? And I love yeah. hearing people's stories because whether it be coming from an eating disorder yeah. or coming from drugs and alcohol or even simply me where I just had a bad relationship with food. Like right. everyone has their story to tell. And it's so interesting and amazing to see where how far we've come mm-hmm. and that we all are on the common ground of yeah. this lifestyle. What was like that main point that made you want to change when right before you called Chansey and you were like, this is it. Like I can't do it anymore. Like you really you, like that. What was that switch that fired? So I had these tendencies of kind of like the behaviors of an eating disorder, kind of the body dysmorphia. I, now seeing it as a as a adult, I see that I had these tendencies, whereas when I was in it, I didn't know what was wrong with me. I just thought it was normal to be this obsessed with food or this obsessed with looking a certain way. Yeah. Um, I would look in the mirror and like see... Like, I would just be disgusted with what I would see. It was so sad. And it's so sad to out, like, just to say it out loud, but it, it's the truth. And yeah. so many girls struggle with this. Totally. Um, and I see it now. I didn't see it then. But I think what stopped me from falling, in, falling into that completely and then making the change to go vegan was just my conscious talking to me. I'm very grateful for my parents and the way I was brought up. My parents didn't raise uh, my siblings and I in the traditional way of being very overprotective, mm-hmm. um, which is very rare, I feel. I've seen how my friends were raised and their parents were very overprotective. They're really strict. But my parents just weren't the strict type of parents. They gave us a lot of freedom within reason, of course. Yeah. But my mom would always say, the reason I'm giving you this freedom is so that you can have trust in this relationship and that you could tell us the truth. And if you don't tell the truth, you don't get that freedom anymore. Yeah. So I was always kind of in my head saying, okay, well, I can't disappoint my parents. They gave me this trust and I won't break that. So when I was kind of falling into these eating disorder tendencies, I kind of had it in my mind that I couldn't let them down. I couldn't hide something like this from them. So I kept kind of talking to myself and saying, like, no, you can't do this. You need to eat more. No, you can't think this of yourself. And I kind of went on this journey with myself. I just kept talking to myself and say, like, no, you can't do this. I would think one thing, like, maybe I won't eat today. And then two minutes later, I'm like, no, Lexi, you can't do that. You can't let yourself down. You can't let your parents down. You can't hide this from chance. You can't do these things. Mm -hmm. So I'm very lucky to have not fallen into it. And I think that really saved me. And just going on runs, I was really into exercising at that point. And while it wasn't the 
healthiest form of exercise. I would go a little bit too much. Mm -hmm. I think it did help me going on long runs. I would just zone out and really get into deep thoughts. A lot of the times when I'm, yeah, I get in a meditative state and I think that was the realization point where I'm like, okay, I need to change. I need to really look into this vegan thing because I think it could help me and I need to make a change. So that is what I did. I watched the speech Gary, that Gary, by Gary Urofsky. While it's a little aggressive and maybe not my style, right. it actually spoke to me. Um, I think the thing is, is that you see like, okay, it's not just about me anymore. Like I would talk to myself and say like, Alexa, it's not about you. It's about something, a bigger picture. It's about animals. It's about the environment. And it's about feeling good about yourself in a different way than just being super thin. So I immediately made the change like overnight. That's the night I called Chansey and I was like, I'm making a change. And he's like, okay, you can do this. So he was super supportive. And essentially I went fully vegan overnight. The next morning I'm like researching like, wait, is clothes vegan? Like I was like so confused. I was like, oh shoot, leather leather isn't vegan. So it was a process of course, but the whole process began, began overnight and I started to think about where everything came from and truly don't really realize where everything comes from. Clothes, products that you're using, makeup. Mm-hmm. It's a long process. <laughs> yeah. It is a long process. I know that's been like an investigation for me over totally. the years too <laughs> yeah. because – you know, as a dancer, a lot of my a lot of my shoes are leather. You know, and yeah. there's just you know to get good quality dance shoes or their tap jazz like Latin ballroom shoes, like any type of dance shoes. Like oftentimes they use that in them, and I'd seek out you know good quality shoes as best I could find. But that's been one of those things where it's like I'm not going to give up dance just to be vegan and. um or like that level of vegan, but right. all of my other, you know, purchases, like I don't purchase clothing items or, you know, like accessories or anything that, you know, has leather in it. And I just feel like I make that really conscious decision to not do it. And during like, there was a couple of years where I wasn't, well, actually I can't say that because I was still like teaching and assisting um, during like the first couple of years where I was out of high school. But I think one of no, I was always wearing vegan, like not vegan <laughs> shoes. So yeah, yeah like it's difficult. I Honestly, no dancing. one can be perfect. Yeah, exactly. it's hard. Like, and some people make the <laughs> argument of like, yeah, well, you drive in a car that does, that has leather, and it's yeah. like it's true. You know, yeah. like you can only do so much. Anything that's in your control, you make those decisions. Totally. That's what I always say. Like sometimes things are out of your control, and being vegan isn't does not mean that you're perfect. Um, It just means that you're making the conscious effort and that's all that we could do. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a movement in that direction. I think like of being more conscious of how, of how we affect the environment and how our choices affect other people around us, you know? And um, yeah. And I really appreciate you sharing the bit about that, you know, there are times when we look in the mirror and we don't always like everything we see and we get really judgmental. And it's something as women and even men too, like it's something that I feel like is kept really private and we experience it within the comfort of our own room or our bathroom or, you know, all of those thoughts just kind of stay in this place where we end up like hating on ourselves so much. And it's like, why do that? You know, like, sure, maybe we don't look like 
whatever, straight out of a magazine, but that doesn't mean like we can't enjoy our life because of that. And I think it really does get to the point where it is a choice. Um, Once you realize that it's happening and that you can be in control of it, whether you want to allow it to control you or whether you are going to be in control of it and be like, no, like you're not going to run my life. And I'm so glad that like that was a motivating factor for you to, um, you know, maintain your health and like go in a different direction instead of let it consume you choose a healthier option of like being like no instead i'm going to eat these foods that are better for my body because i want to take care of myself and i feel like so many people deal with that too like they want to have a good relationship with their body but what's promoted so often and be like oh no just you know yolo live your life you only live your life once type of thing People think that that means you have to just splurge and, like, eat all this, like, bad stuff and, like, get crazy and party and, you know, like, engage in a lot of activity that can be really, really harmful to ourselves. But it's, like, you know, we know from being able to be social as, like, vegans, it's, like, we can have so much fun without any of that stuff. And, like, it's such a gift. It's, like, one of the things I always say is, like, I'm so grateful for that I was able to spend my 20s around people that – um continue to spend my 20s around people that like have that same mindset and they understand like sure like going into you know social situations is always going to be like there's always going to be like this film of awkwardness and Mm -hmm. it's like you just kind of learn to accept like yeah you know what probably everybody feels a little bit like this and I don't need to like poison my body with all this stuff and like you know, deal with the um, side effects of it, you know, because sometimes they feel like people think that the choices that they make are not going to contribute to like health issues. But I mean, the realistic aspect of it is that there is so much evidence supporting that, you know, animal products and processed food does lead to things like, you know, chronic degenerative disease, like cancer, diabetes, heart disease, heart attacks, like so you know, it's so wonderful that we are, it's, you know, we're able to invest it almost like, like we invest money. You know, if you invest money in an IRA when you're younger, you know, invest in your retirement account, then that'll grow and that, that money will grow over time. When you invest in your health, like in an early stage, it's like, I feel like so many of us young vegan peeps out there like really just setting ourselves up for like a lifetime of health that we can enjoy and i'm so excited to see how everybody continues to grow and just like really discover all they're capable of because you know eating disorders in the realm that i work in as a dancer like and a choreographer i do see a lot of dancers you know if i'm going to competitions on the weekends if i'm going to different studios or even within my own studio setting where especially during teenage years i feel like that's where it starts where their body's starting to change and they're out of control of it and you just have to kind of accept like you might like grow out a little bit before you get taller (laughs) you might grow out a little bit and stay that way and that's you know just we have to accept that process you know but definitely looking in the mirror which many dancers that i work with do like it can sometimes wear you down where you're like looking at the people next to you and like comparing what you look like. And um, I think many people might think that even, you know, even people that are in magazines, like, like everybody has insecurities about themselves. And I think it's 
not something that maybe anybody can ever really get rid of, but it's our choice to give into those thoughts and, and agree with it or be like, yeah, you know what? I might look like this, but like this doesn't define me. And like, exactly. I don't, I don't have to like live my life consumed by this thought, like, and just realize there's so many other wonderful aspects about their life and who they are as a person yeah. that, that other people value. And, um, not get so wrapped up in it and just like enjoy life and, you know, dancing or being active in such a way where it's more about the feeling, more about the connection, more about the expression and the um the art of living through life and like experiencing all that life has to offer, you know, right. instead of just staying in that limited mindset that we're defined by our bodies and that's like all we're capable of. It's like, no, we're so capable of so much. So much. Yeah. Yeah, I love that you said that. Like the whole part of realizing that you're more than your body and to realize that people love you for you, not for the way that you look like or the size that you are at all. People love you for you. And that's what I kept telling myself while I was getting out of my whole mindset of that. And sometimes I still have to tell myself yeah. that. It's like we're not perfect. We may all – we're probably all have our insecurities every single day or yeah. every week. We have this like low moment. But it's so important to realize that you love your friends for who they are. You love your significant other, your family members for who they are. You don't love them for their body or the way they look. So you have to remember that about yourself. Yeah, and I think check in with that too. If that's if that's something that the only thing that attracts you to a person, what does that say about you? Right. You know, like, yeah. and is that the type of person you want to be, where you only, you know, what does that mean if a person looks a certain way? Like, right. does that make them better? Like, I feel like it's a very individual, you know, question that people have to answer because, I mean, in my perspective. I have friends from all walks of life and I love them just yeah, the way they are for for being themselves and just continuing to achieve what's meaningful to them in their right. life. And I think when we're able to come together and support each other in that process, we can build a healthier community where people accept themselves and they don't feel as uncomfortable sharing their authentic expression with the world. So, right. yeah. Love that. <laughs> yeah. What have we not touched on yet? Um, that one. So let's talk about you and Chansey. <laughs> so as you mentioned, you guys were on a vegan panel this weekend. Mm-hmm. Now, what did it take? You guys have been dating like since high school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how has the evolution of your relationship happened and how has... Like, how did you guys meet? Because I know that we've talked about this, too, that, like, so many, like, people message you on your <laughs> social media asking you, like, you know, how do how do I meet a vegan boyfriend? <laughs> like, right. How do, how do I make it happen? <laughs> so, yeah, Jancy and I met um, the last two months of high school, actually. We went to the same middle school and the same high school, but we didn't know each other existed. Um, but then suddenly... The last two months, I noticed him walking. Literally, this is like a movie. I was just walk- I saw him walking down the halls, <laughs> and I was like, "Ooh, who's that?" And um, at the time, Instagram started to be a thing, mm-hmm. and so um, it's so interesting how life works. But basically, we just kind of met like 
when I noticed him, he said that he noticed me walking around. This is like during my soccer season. He's like, yeah, I would see you like going to your soccer meetings. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And he's just like, yeah, I would see you walking around. I'm like, but like all the time or like when did you like notice me? And he's like, no, like the last like two months of high school. I was like, that's the time that like I noticed you. Mm -hmm. So it's just really interesting how life works. Like he went to the same schools for like eight years and we like didn't know. Um, But we initially right when we met, we started dating um and that was like yeah we just jumped into our relationship and he's just the sweetest soul um i mean i can like talk about him all day of course but it's not just me who loves him like everyone loves him and it just goes to show like everyone loves chancy the person that he is he just has such a kind and genuine soul Mm -hmm. so yeah people ask me how do i meet a vegan boyfriend well we weren't vegan when we met um we ate whatever we wanted (laughs) we ate a lot of junk food and um we didn't have a connection to our food it's so interesting we talk about it now we always say like how do we not think like what are we eating where does this come from like and i think everyone can relate to that or there's people who are maybe listening right now and thinking oh i never really think like where my food comes from and that's okay because we were in that time where we would just go order food and never once think about where it came from who made it you know, if it comes like what animal it comes from, we just ate the food and we enjoyed it, and that was it. So when I went vegan, um, two years into our relationship, he was a little bit shocked. He was like, "Okay, I support you, but uh, I don't, yeah, but I, I mean, I'm gonna still do my thing." And I was like, "That's completely fine." Yeah. I didn't expect him to go vegan with me, but he was so supportive, just the person that he is. He was. So, so supportive. And he would eat all the vegan food with me. He made me a vegan, a raw vegan cake for my birthday. It was only like three oh. months after I was vegan and he like made me a cake. And so he was super supportive. And we watched all the documentaries together. And I never thought he would go vegan. And mainly because he was a fisherman from a very young age. He started fishing at like two years old. As right when he could walk, he was fishing. And that was just in his family. Yeah. Um so he was kind of born into it. Just like everyone is kind of like born into eating meat, he was born into fishing. And so I kind of respected that he was going to have this hobby his whole life and that he wouldn't be vegan. But as long as he would support me, that was fine. And I knew I had to support him back. Although we didn't meet eye to eye on certain things, we had to respect one another. Yeah. And that's something that we always kept was respect. Um, and so he knew all the information. He just chose to not be vegan. He did give up chicken and meat, but he still ate fish and he was still going fishing. So I went on a month trip to Asia um, with a friend of mine. Chansey stayed home. He was working and going to school. And when I came back, he said, hey, I went on my fishing trip while you're gone. And after my fishing trip, I decided I don't want to fish anymore. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to sell my fishing gear. Like, I'm going to sell my kayak. Like, I'm just, he's like, I don't feel like it's right anymore. Like, my conscience was telling me it's not right. Like, if I'm not eating chicken and and cows, like, what makes them different from a fish? He's like, I don't want to be hurting them. Like, and even if I do fish and I put them back into the ocean, why would I even touch them? Like, they're not for me to grab. Um, They're not my property. And I just don't feel right doing it. And... That I never thought that would happen, but I was so proud of him, and of course I supported him. I was like, wow, okay. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to be vegan now. He's like, I've been vegan for like a couple weeks now, and 
Um, this is like my choice and I made this choice on my own and it really did show that he did it on his own because I was gone out of the country. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wasn't in his ear or anything, but it just goes to show that you kind of just have to lead by example and not push your significant other or your family members into anything because the more people push you, you don't want to change when someone's telling you what to do. Um, it has to be a total thing that you have to do on your own. And if you're dating someone who's not vegan and you're vegan, you just have to be supportive. Even if they make the smallest change like, oh, I, did, I had one vegan meal today or, oh, I gave up milk or something like that. Be so supportive of them because that's huge for them. Yeah. You know, you can't expect them to go vegan overnight and acknowledge the little steps that they make. Be patient and just lead by example. Totally. And you'll find and maybe they'll go vegan or if you're looking for a vegan guy, you can always go to the vegan meetups or the vegan festivals. There's plenty of guys out there, not as many as <laughs> there should be. There should be more vegan guys, but yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, for me I feel like in relationships um You know, I've met people that I connect with on a certain level that maybe don't share all aspects, but I always kind of like think back to a lot of the people that I know in my life that have such different lifestyles, but they're able to come together and it actually makes the relationship more interesting. And Mm -hmm. I find that it does make the relationship more interesting because you can talk to each other about what they do in their day if it's like so different than what yours are. You have more Mm -hmm. to talk about. Um, some people really get along if everything really syncs up, mm-hmm. you know, the same. But um, I think I totally agree with you in the sense that it's always important to let it be that person's choice because then they can own it. They feel like they made a decision and they weren't forced into anything. Right. And that's so important. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So how has your relationship with social media changed over the years? Because you have quite a following now, like, you know, over 100,000 people on your Instagram, right? 30,000. 30,000? Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll so you have like 30,000 followers right now. And so that's definitely climbed over time, I'm sure. And so what has your experience been with that? And what do you feel like your viewers are really enjoying and your followers are really enjoying of your content? Yeah, it's been fun. I mean, I started as just posting pictures of my smoothie bowls and whatever I was eating that day. So I did that for about a year, and it wasn't up until actually, I would say, the start of this year, so 2017, that I started my blog. And I actually came out with an ebook where there's 60 recipes. And now I just put, I also put up free recipes on my blog. And I post twice a week, just recipe, vegan recipes, of course. Um, and it's so much fun to share my recipes and to share my passion for vegan food. Um, it's fun to share my life. Like I said earlier, Chansey and I share a lot of our lives on the stories. That's mm-hmm. where people feel like they really get to know us because we're just like goofy and yeah, yeah. funnier. And I share my recipes on my stories, too. And it's just great to connect with people. My day is made when someone is like, I made your, like, vegan pasta today. It was my first vegan recipe. Or I made mm. your cookies. And it makes me so happy. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I love connecting with people. Although I do try to not stay on my phone all day long, I... 
Although people may think that I'm always on my phone, I actually have this trick where I do my videos on just my phone and then I post them later when I have time, especially when I'm out with friends or family. I'll record them, but then I'll put my phone away. Or even there's some days where I don't scroll through my Instagram. There's a lot of days where I don't do that because I can get really wrapped up to wrapped up into it and that can become unhealthy but Mm -hmm. there's a way and a time to use it but I absolutely love it and it's so much fun connecting with everyone on there that's awesome and well yeah it seems like you found a good balance there then yeah Yeah, (laughs) like through photography too that's definitely like a really amazing artistic outlet that you found and then you get to like showcase your food through that Um, when did you start getting into the photography aspect of it? So I picked up, um, photography about a year and a half ago. I bought a camera for my food pictures essentially, and it just kind of evolved from there. I've learned a lot of little tricks to use in food photography. Um, and I absolutely love it. I could spend like an hour taking pictures, um, and setting everything up, but yeah, it's been a really big part of my life it's like my way of showing my creativity and it's kind of like my art Mm -hmm. I love just plating food in a pretty way and just making it visually appealing for someone especially for someone who doesn't usually eat vegan food Um, and I actually went into the pop-up dinners that I do I do like vegan pop-up dinners every month and I love to plate it really nice so that the people that are coming that aren't vegan, sometimes people bring their non-vegan friends. They see it as like, wow, this looks so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it makes you want to eat pretty food, yes. of course. Yeah. Um, so just making everything look visually appealing because people will eat with their eyes first is so much fun for me. And it's just my way of being creative. And it's my little creative outlook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of So fun. what kind of camera are you currently using? Um, I use a Nikon 3200. Um, it's nice, but if someone is looking into um, getting into photography, it's on the lenses. You got to get the nice lenses. You can have whatever camera, but it's the lenses that you can attach to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a couple different lenses and then Chansey's getting really into photography. So we kind of have our little camera talk sometimes yeah. and we're like, hey, what lens are we getting next or what little um tripods that we're gonna get next so it's a lot of fun to have that to talk about too yeah yeah that's awesome yeah and like do you have certain like lighting tricks or things that you like to do um to get like the best photo or yeah so my number one tip is to use natural light um i guess yeah just use natural light i go on my porch and i suggest either shooting in the early morning on a foggy day like today in San Diego, mm-hmm. it's perfect for yeah. photography. Whenever it's a foggy day, my mom's like, perfect photography lighting. <laughs> she always tells me that because I like taught her that that's what the key to a good picture. Or when the sun is setting. So it's always kind of in the morning, in the afternoon, when the sun isn't so harsh. Um, if you don't have the opportunity to, to do that, you can also shoot by a large window so that the natural light is coming in. But I would say the lighting is very important. Um for a good photo, and then you can edit from there. But mm. I would say that's key. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Good tips. Um, what are some of your favorite things to photograph? Like, like favorite dishes. Like, if you're plating like a pasta, or if you're using fruit. Like, how do you like to angle it or put the sauce in a certain way? Yeah, there is little ways that I like to do things. So I love photographing pasta because people love 
pasta. They get so excited. I'm like, wow, this took me like 10 minutes and everyone's like going crazy over it. But I love photographing pasta with like just the sauce in the middle so you can see the noodles because I usually get like really interesting, unique looking noodles. Um, I get them like from Home Goods or TJ Maxx. So if you guys didn't know, Home Goods and TJ Maxx, they have like sections where they have organic food items. Yeah. So you can get like cacao nibs and spirulina and all these or unique pastas um, in their food selection. So it's really cool. So that's where I get my pasta noodles that everyone asks me about. And then I love using um, lots of different spices, like also like chili flakes looks really pretty on mm-hmm. plates. And when I'm doing like smoothies or fruit pictures, chia seeds, little things that add that nice little touch. Like a little coconut. Yeah, a little co- coconut is great um, on top of like the smoothie bowls or just fruity pictures um but i love just using of course colorful stuff because that's always appealing too totally (laughs) yes colorful pictures yeah (laughs) i didn't even realize that places like home goods even sold that type of stuff until one of my other friends who's also on um instagram mississippi vegan i don't know if you follow Mm -hmm. him yeah his instagram (laughs) stories are hilarious yeah he's really funny yes and he'll be like going in i I remember (laughs) seeing him one time where he's just like going and he's just like oh my god i need this and then he's like grabbing all these (laughs) items but he's hilarious yeah and they're at a discounted price they're like great and it's all organic so another good way to be vegan i mean how do you like to or find it do you like doing like meal preps because i know a question that i get asked a lot and i'm sure you get asked this too is like how do you afford being vegan Mm. or like what tips are for like buying or eating seasonally do you have so i shop a lot at the farmer's markets i love the farmer's markets we're really lucky in san diego to have it year round yeah we have over 50 farmer's markets it's incredible um so we have access to a lot of good quality produce um but i suggest going to even costco where they have frozen fruit um big bags of frozen fruit for like ten dollars but they're ginormous and will last you like a week or two um and i also recommend shopping seasonally if you can and veganism can be made super simple if you eat whole foods Mm -hmm. you don't have to go get all the fancy stuff i mean while those are fun like the fancy vegan cheeses and the vegan chicken and all those meat substitutes (laughs) they're great um for transitioning but if you simply can't do that just buy simple foods like potatoes rice beans fruits oftentimes those fruits and foods are so much cheaper than the animal foods i was at sprouts the other day and the lady in front of me her total was 200 dollars, and she had lots and lots of cheese and meat and it's like very apparent that those things cost a lot of money um and a, i don't know a thing of cheese can cost you like six dollars whereas a bag of potatoes can cost you like three (laughs) dollars and will last you so much longer it's so much more food for what you're paying for you yeah of course yeah Yeah, so just shop simply um i would suggest shop locally that's what i usually do Yeah. yeah and as far as meal prep i don't actually meal prep because my job is to create recipes so every day is something new um So, but um, my parents are actually kind of moving towards eating more vegan, especially my father who just got diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. Mm. So I'm helping him a lot with preparing food every week. So I meal prep for him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So that's very helpful because he goes to work every day and I'm not used to doing that. I'm used to working from home and I cook all day. So there's no need for me to Mm -hmm. be meal prepping, but I see how beneficial it could be for someone who works every day, has to go to a nine to five job. So I would suggest doing like 
beans at the beginning of the week, a big bulk of beans and rice and cutting your vegetables on Sunday night is such a time saver um, because it could take you some time. But if you just do it all in one night, it will save a lot of time. Yeah, and it makes it like more enjoyable. I think like I know for me, I personally like to meal prep stuff because like my days can be really, really varied. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like all over the place. But um you know, it's it's convenient for me. Like I love smoothie bowls, but I don't always like I like to use my own ingredients. I don't always like right. to like go get them someplace mm-hmm. else. So it I'll just make like a big Vitamix jug like full of smoothie and then put in, you know, chop up all the ingredients that um, allow me to put a variety of things that are local that I chose to have in it and make unique different combinations. Yeah. And I'll just like literally put some of the smoothie in the Tupperware and then like put all the cut up ingredients on there and keep them in the freezer. And that way when I leave, I'll just like take one out and it'll gradually defrost and I can have that with me throughout the day. So and nice. it's not always like the prettiest Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> but it is like it is efficient yeah, and yeah. effective for me. And I'm sure like some people, if you know, they could take your recipes and make like meal preps out of them, even if they're not shooting them for Instagram. Um, but do you have any dishes that you've made that you feel like would be good if people wanted to do that for meal prep? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so any, so I, I have this tip. So my dad, he is in an office or sometimes he's on the go. So I would, I just tell him to use like the microwave that you have in your office. Or if you're on the go driving around, you can always stop at a gas station and they usually have microwaves there. Mm. Um, So that's a really good tip. And basically you can make salads or quinoa salads. Those can be eaten at room temperature or cold or just put them in um, one of those bags that like conceal all the heat in. You can just put like those um, ice packs in it. Um, so yeah, just bringing foods that you can either heat up or things that you can eat room temperature or cold, like smoothies, you can put ice packs with them. I've done that a lot when I was in school. That's really helpful Mm -hmm. too. Yeah, totally. Well, just from your experience, I know you have a couple, you know, things that if you want to share with the audience, just things that you've learned over the years, like maybe a message to young women that, you know, if they're dealing with you know, discomfort with their body or they want to pursue a healthy lifestyle but don't want to get into the typical, you know, seeming like it has to have – they have to have an eating disorder in order to be healthy or, like, look how they want to or be, like, skinny. What advice would you give them from your experience and just how to have self-confidence? So my message would be to remember your worth. I think we always forget that we're a lot – we're more important than what we see in the mirror And like Victoria and I talked about earlier, people love you for you and they don't love you for what you look like or what size you are or how tall you are, how short you are. None of that matters. People love you for you and to always remember to stay true to yourself. Something that my mother always tells me is why would you always why would you ever want to be someone else when you could just be yourself? I know a lot of us compare to other people. I know even me at one point I would say, oh, I just wish I had her life or I just wish I was like her or why can't I just be her? You don't ever want to say that when you can just be you. You're so important inside and out, beautiful inside and out. And there's no reason to wish to be someone else. Yeah, totally. 
And I think that's such a good message for young people to hear because I feel like with social media, as beneficial as it can be, I know it's been like a really positive thing in our lives where we're able to like connect with other people in such a seemingly small but growing movement where people are a little bit more spread out. It kind of – it can be a place of support for people, but I know for a lot of younger kids – that are, you know, on social media around, like, you know, before they're even teenagers, too, um, you know, they can get into that comparison aspect of it and can really mentally affect them and sometimes even put them in a bad place. So I think always remember, I try to um, see people that are on social media be like, wow, that's so cool that they're doing that. You know, like, I know I'm capable of doing that, too, if that's something that I want and you know, figuring out how to make it happen or whatever. And just, like, celebrating, like, whoa, if they're capable of that, like, what am I capable of, too, you know? And and just taking it as a positive and sometimes shifting our perspective. And if we get into that mindset um, of thinking, like, you know, being down on ourselves or, like, why am I doing that? It's just, like, taking a moment to slow down and see, like, how can I think about this differently? And I think that it comes to food too, you know, like when people are transitioning to veganism, how can they just be like, you know, cause it can be, I'm sure like we both experienced mm-hmm. this transition where we're just like, Oh my gosh, like this is like, I feel like a bad person. Like yeah. I've been doing this for so many years. Mm-hmm. Like I think rather than being hard on ourselves or even if you are trying to be vegan and trying to change your lifestyle and um, eat healthier over time, it can be sometimes you might slip back into accidentally eating something that like had an animal product in it. Or I think in any aspect of your life, if you're just trying to change for the better and you have a little bit of a slip up, just think like, okay, like I can get right back on to the path that I was on and not be hard on yourself, but just see like, how can I see this differently and grow in a different direction? Because we're all capable of doing that. And I'm like, so celebrate the journey that you've been on. I'm excited to Uh, see your continued growth. And you have a couple workshops coming up, right? So I would love for you to share those. Yeah. So the first one that we do is a, I do a vegan pop-up dinner with a friend. Her name is Lila. And we put together these monthly pop-up dinners where we serve a five-course um, vegan meal. Um, and you guys can find more information on that. I guess you'll link it down below. Yes, it's called will. Blissful Gatherings, but it's so much fun. We have unlimited kombucha, uh, pressed juices, and it's just an opportunity for the community to get together and talk and I don't know enjoy each other's company and eat amazing food um, I create all the recipes and we have like little themes every month mm-hmm. so the one that's coming up is a Mexican theme so Ooh. I'm super excited Yay. to like veganize all the Mexican authentic dishes um, and then the second thing that's going on is I'm doing a cooking class with Chansey um, so it's going to be a lot of fun um, and you can find that of course but, yeah, it's called the Fuel Naturally Cooking Class, and you get to learn five different recipes. Um, so we get to learn, like, a breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then a snack and a dessert. So it's basically just veganizing the foods that everyone is used to. So we have, like, we'll do, like, vegan mac and cheese, and but it's a healthier version. And we'll do, I don't know, what else do we have on the menu? We have enchiladas that are vegan, and so... Stuff that everyone is used to, but it's just veganized. I really stress that 
vegan food is just food at the end of the day. It's yeah. not some weird thing. Yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, well, I've never tried vegan food. I was like, well, it's the same, but it's just yeah. without animal products and it could taste just as good. It's just better for your body and it will make yeah. you feel better. You don't have to walk around barefoot all the time yeah, and like, it's not normal, wash I your promise. clothes. <laughs> it's okay. Like, yeah. you, And I, I find that, you know, so many people getting into it now, they're like super mainstream, you know, mm-hmm. like it just – you know, I got into the raw food end of it, too, and that's, like, some people are super natural hygiene. Like, they really think that, like, cleaning their body from the inside out is super important. But there's other people – I feel like you have to find that balance that's right for you. Yeah. And I hope that people come out and check out your recipes on your blog and through your ebooks. We'll put all the information awesome. in the description. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here, thank Alexa. Thank you for having me. You're so, so much fun. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Vibrant Raw Living. Remember that you are just as worthy, deserving, and capable of achieving and maintaining your dreams as much as anyone else. If you have found this podcast useful, please subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud and share it with your friends and family. You can find links to my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and Snapchat in the show notes below. And if you'd like to follow me for updates, which I only share via email, come on over to my website at victoriamadian.com. I love you and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Go out there and discover your infinite potential. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.